Hello and welcome to Life in Their Sandals. I'm your host, Chris McGrath. This is a podcast where we dive deep into the lives of biblical people to determine how we should live as Christians today. Today, we have the incredible opportunity to study a man in scripture named David, or as you might know him, King David. Although was a king later in life, in the time that we are going to talk about him today, just taking a short snippet of his life and analyzing it, he is not the king, but rather he is in exile as a fugitive in the city of Gath. So before we get to that, a little bit of backstory on what's happening. David was a young man. Samuel came to his house looking to anoint the next king of Israel. Israel needed a king because they had chosen that form of government, although to the disappointment of their God and to the prophets that were over them, they wanted a king. So Samuel comes up to anoint the next king because Saul has decided to do things his own way. David, here we see him introduced as the least of his father's house, but that doesn't matter because he becomes anointed. Later, we see David stepping out into the Valley of Elah to fight the giant Goliath when nobody else would because they were too scared. David is willing to stand on the word to fight the giant. He becomes a captain of Israel's army. He becomes a friend to Jonathan, the king's son, and he marries Michael who is not a man, but is a woman, and is the king's daughter, the princess. So David, he achieves this awesome level of celebrity, but that leads to his celebrity threatening Saul. When the women would say that Saul has slain his thousands, but David his ten thousands. And this drives Saul angry, and Saul becomes mad, and he decides to try to kill David multiple times with a spear when he's playing in the palace or with giving him assignments that were essentially suicide missions that David was supposed to carry out. But because God had his hand on David, he did not die and he was able to flee. We see David, he's with Michael in his home and the soldiers, they come to capture him, but he flees through the window and he runs out into the countryside. And when we see him in 1 Samuel 21, he's lying down in the grass and he's hungry and he sees that the temple is nearby and he knows that he can go and take from the temple the showbread that was continually put there by the high priest. And he sees Ahimelech and he asks for the sword and he wants to leave. So he leaves. And the scripture says that he fled that day for fear of Saul. And he went to Achish, the king of Gath. David then, in the city of the Philistines, the people that, as I'm sure you know, were his sworn enemies that he had killed many of, including their champion Goliath, and he decides to go to them, esteeming that his enemy would be more kind to him than what his allies had been. And as he's brought before them, David, for fear that they would try to kill him because they knew who he was and they recognized him, he decides that he is going to pretend that he is insane in front of the Philistines so that they will not be threatened by him. Because his greatness up to this point had elevated him to such a degree that it had threatened Saul, he decides that he will act like he is crazy, incapable of basic human thought, so that he will no longer threaten this king of the Philistines and maybe he can find a place to live. But of course, that doesn't work. And and we see even David goes to great lengths. He was a good actor. He would have made a good movie today because he says it changes his behavior and he starts scratching on the doors of the gate and starts scrabbling on them and he lets his drool fall down past his beard. And so if you need a visual reference and uh, you're a fan of films about animals in the 20th century, think of like Old Yeller, but at the end of the movie when he has rabies 
and he's trying to kill everybody and he's just got all that foam around his mouth. That is what David is doing. The man who was going to be the king and live until he was 70, he's a young man acting as if he had just lost his mind in order to save his life. So the king sees this display and he's offended and he says, why did you bring this man to play the madman in front of me? And so he dismisses David and David leaves. And then we see in the next chapter, David finds himself in a cave. And what does he do at the lowest moment of his life? He writes one of the most beautiful Psalms in Psalms 34 in the cave of Adullam. And he writes about, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And he says things like the righteous are attacked on every side, but God hears and he helps. That this poor man cried and he was a poor man. He had nothing. He had no resources. He was even down to the point where he was acting like he was insane. He didn't even feel like he had his mind anymore. But he says, I cried and the Lord heard me. The Lord hears those who have a broken and a contrite heart. And he writes this powerful word. And what he does in this cave is he finds a private moment of devotion to recenter his life because it had got crazy. And then because of this, so many people who were in debt, who were discontent, who had issues of their own that were huge. They decide to flock to David. They see his mistakes. They see his fall from grace, but they see his willingness to put his trust in God and it inspires them to put their trust in him. That is the story. That is the narrative account. What really happened to David as a young man. So what are the takeaways for us today? I think the first takeaway for us is to acknowledge that although you might feel like you are on the run, and make no mistake, everyone will come to a place in their life where they feel like they are on their own, where you might feel like you are on the run. But in those moments, recognize that you are not alone. David, from the time he was a little boy to the time that he died as a king, never lost the anointing of God. Although there were so many ups and downs, just like our lives, and so many mistakes, God always had grace working in the life of David, even when he did not expect that he should deserve it. So what's another takeaway? I think a huge one here is that David's anointing did not change, and we've covered that, but his support system did. There's a big difference in your life when you have the support of someone like King Saul and when you lose the support of someone like King Saul. Losing your support system can make you feel like you are going crazy like David. It can influence you to behave like a character of yourself where you are just going through the motions. There is no vision anymore. And because there's no vision, there's no discipline. And so you live your life as if you were crazy, not understanding why you might make the decisions that you do. The brokenness of your situation can leave you so confused that you forget even who you are. And let's not kid ourselves. We can all end up here. But again, This is the point. You might have lost the support you were counting on, but taking that time to turn your heart towards God will always put you on the right path because God will never stop supporting you if you will be faithful to him. And even in the moments when you're not faithful to him, even in the moments when you are hilariously like David, not faithful to him, God has grace to forgive and he's never going to leave you if you choose to follow after him. So what can we do in these moments like David, where we find ourselves in his sandals, where we find ourselves in a similar situation, probably not playing a role to protect our life. But what do we do when we lose our support? What do we do when we feel out of touch and out of control? 
Well, we do what David did. We can always say that although I might not be able to control the situation around me, there is one thing that I can control, and that is who I will put my trust in. It was David who wrote that some might trust in chariots or in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. David's decision to choose to trust in the Lord draws others to him. And so again, he should be the model of what we are to be today as Christians. Although we might suffer, it is never needlessly, because even in your suffering, you can be the example to someone and be the support for them that you might have lacked. And when you choose to put your trust in God and to stop putting it in yourself, your own perseverance through whatever suffering you might have endured will draw others to you just the way that it happened for David. Never underestimate the value of going through the things that you went through and its ability to attract others to the one who kept you in those difficult times. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode today talking about the life of David and his time being exiled from the kingdom of Israel and living a little bit in Gath. I hope you'll tune in next week. We're going to talk about someone who is very integral to the story of the Bible, and I know that you will enjoy it. We hope to see you next time, but in the meantime, be blessed. I'll see you next week.